Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Welcome, one and all, to Dice Heads, your one-stop podcast and media centre for all things dice and tabletop gaming. At Dice Heads, we aim to make everything accessible, so no matter who you are, everybody games without discrimination. So come join us and become part of the all-inclusive gaming revolution that is Dice Heads. Hello and welcome back to the very final, 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 final episode of Dungeon Daddy's Disciples, where we literally wrap up the wrap party, eat the rest of the pizza, and chat about just how well this one shot went, what could have been better, and what might be coming in the future, and who might be involved. And we've even got a few more outtakes for you as well. So stay tuned, we're going to jump right in. Welcome everyone to this exclusive one-shot, The Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Kicking off the Dicehead Revolution, T and Cleves of the Seesaw Podcast. Chad Michael Bowden of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Andrew D.M. Richard from Night to the Bridge. Over the course of the series, join Brago, MP and Grog as they find themselves in an eerie seaside town with no way to get home. Do they have the strength to overcome the trials that the Dungeon Daddy has in store? Let the dice decide. What, Grog what? had, like, some pretty unlucky stuff going on. I really did. And to be fair, I think I did get lucky in a lot of occasions. And just... You got lucky because you got convinced to do a lot of stuff that a lot of the time turned out to be okay for you in the end. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's like I tried to scumbag you at a lot of points. And <laughs> yeah. the most of the times it worked out for you, annoyingly. Yeah. Well, what I thought was the most, like, of, like, justice, you know, it's so ironic, maybe, and maybe even cosmic, was that you basically scummed him out of all of these things. You always had it in for Grog from the very first <laughs> episode. Yeah. And you come to find out you're the one that dies or should have died. Yeah. And it, if not for Grog, we would have not completed the quest because neither of us were doing anything in the final encounter. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that yeah. was such a step up in difficulty. Like the skeleton went down to a free boomerang in the first encounter mm-hmm. and then palm at the end. And then he has his his attack, like not his reaction when we went in the room, but his attack. It's like 26 damage to go 20 26 that's half oh, no. half <laughs> lightly damage it's like and it, that's what killed you and it's I like, only started with 35 yeah. in the first place I had 12 lots of fucking and, and you, damage. you did a constitution save as well you only mm. took 13 it still killed you <laughs> and at that yeah, point really I, was well. like, I was like right I've just got to use every ability Grog has I've got to try and finish this guy because <laughs> Cleaves is down. I don't think Chaz had nearly as many hit points as me with my. No, I was I was nearing death at that point. I was I was very low on health, and of course I was I I had the unfortunate you know just you know the dice were not in my favor for that one shot. I did not get a lot of good rolls, so I was never going to help in that battle. You at least firing arrows. I I don't think I even attacked. (laughs) (laughs) You you got slapped. 
Mm. In the second episode, you already wanted to kill Grog. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) You're like, can Grog die yet? Can Grog die now? (laughs) I want to ask, did anybody else think of the Terrence and Philip movie Asses of Fire whenever Grog got the gas? (laughs) (laughs) He went home and had craft dinner. (laughs) I just remember the episode where... um, I don't, can we even say his name? You know the the former you know dictator of uh, Iraq in 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 our. Uh, oh, Saddam. Yeah, I don't know. what YouTube allows us to say anymore. Like <laughs> when it comes to dictators, but, but um the one where uh, he takes over Canada and they literally use their farts to as like yeah. chemical warfare to run him out. That's what I envision with Rog. Is he literally yeah. had chemical warfare with his farts? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, a lot of hijinks. So many hijinks. It was fun, though, because it was like the perfect mix of, you know, drama slash kind of horror with comedy. And I think, you know, the thing was like horror that people sometimes forget is a lot of good horror um, and scary movies also do have a lot of good humor and a lot of good comedy. So I thought that the mix of like, our horror aesthetic with the comedy was, you know, a really good match for the one shot. Yeah, it was really well done. And I loved Brago, how kind your heart was. You always wanted to like help people, at least in the episodes I saw. I don't know if your attitude changed or not, but you wanted to go and help Grog and you're trying to get him out of the window <laughs> with the tanker. Like I was going anything that <laughs> There is only like one part in the one shot where I finally get fed up with Brog, and that is near the very end of the one shot. And you will see why both MP and Brago get fed up with Grog near the end of the one shot. Is that before or after you decide to drink that soldier? Way before I just you conned me into drinking the soldier. soldier. (laughs) Again, striking again with your persuasion. Yeah, you did nothing. Like as far as attack, you, you did you nothing were... but try and dig us over. Yeah, that's all you did. You were dick the entire one shot, convincing us to do things that you shouldn't do. Now when it came to battle, you were either hiding or you were throwing daggers ineffectively from the distance and then dying. Perfect rogue. I mean, no. I'm about to say perfect con man, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think in the long run, I helped you both, maybe. Well, you made him stronger. Well, I, I mean, I, I, well, you did make Rog stronger. That is true. You did give him some abilities. I'm pretty sure you got an ability as well, didn't it? But it, you, it cost you psychic damage I to use. I didn't want to use it because it's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you helped Grog out and you got him wings. You made him, uh, you know, want to play hide and seek, you know. <laughs> Oh, Chad, you know you know that bit that you were on about where he was just getting annoyed with Grog? Was it at the end of the hide-and-seek bit where you were like, fuck, <laughs> saying this, just go? Yeah, yeah, it was when, you know, because, you know, Klee, not Klee, but T did a great job really sticking to the hide-and-seek, you know, <laughs> when it came, when he, like, he was afflicted with that. He really did a great job, and he really made it fun for the one-shot when it comes to that, when people are listening. And I hope they um they catch that way with his performance and it was just it was so good to the point where i'm just like 
can this fucking hide and seek thing go away already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what wasn't it like? Go, go ahead, Kimberly. I said I can't wait, you guys, to get to that point. <laughs> It, it just had so many. I had to really concentrate on that to make sure I was sticking to it, even down to the whole getting persuaded to go left where there's three directions and going there and being like, I'm going to fucking right because, you know, I'm still hiding from these guys. You said you've gone mm-hmm. left. Why am I going to do that? Your commitment to um, everything you were given, and my God, there's so many things you had to adjust to in the one shot just with Grog as a character alone. You really did a phenomenal performance, Jay. Yeah, I like all the voices too. Yeah, Richard, like again, like, like with your, uh, you did really well, like giving the dread with the characters and stuff like that, and putting up like, the the spooky shit in there. And I, I really like that. Yeah, oh, I appreciate it. And he really best at the moon. And, and that's the job of a of a game master is to set the mood and let y'all. Tell the story. No, yeah, but, but again, to you know, kind of piggyback off of uh, T, like you know, just to again say how great you were as the DM, and of course, you you know, you've done tons of games, and you've been a dungeon master for quite some time. But just your willingness to, like um, T said, to let us do or ask something, and really never kind of say no to us, even when you really had to kind of you know, wrestle us around and make sure that we were continuing forward with this with one shot. Um, you just did a really great job of handling us um, and making it a very fun experience for all of us. And like you said, you know, your big thing that you like to do is make sure everybody is having fun and you overachieve that for sure with the one shot. Yeah, you convinced me to do to do the second season and whatever we decide to do because... I I saw the fun in it and I was like, I got to get on board to this. And I love also the descriptions you had were so <laughs> to the T, you could so picture things so well. To yes. the point where you got scared. <laughs> yes, I did get scared. <laughs> I, I mentioned before this call that I did not like the um, dog-sized rats that really <laughs> literally made me cringe. I was like, especially when they were like crawling over Grog. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Everything. I was like, I'm glad when Grog pummeled them, but <laughs> like everything. And then the other really, I'm gonna take a really, um, <laughs> I'm going to like, say this even though I know that it's going to be held against me but another really graphic part that I didn't like was the eye socket with the zombie or whatever with it like the stake going to the eye socket I'm like oh you gross gross and it's like I tell you know other people I don't think I do a good job at at descriptions but you know we are always our own worst critics you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like I think I can do better. Or maybe sometimes I go overboard. So, yeah, it's just it's one of the areas where I think I fall down. But, you know, according to y'all, I'm not. So, you know, I, I definitely appreciate it. No, you got, you got Kimberly <laughs> cringing and wanting to throw up with some of the descriptions. So you're doing a good job. <laughs> well, I, I started to make vampire 
rats, but I thought, you know, that may be a little overboard right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't like rodents. I, I just don't like rodents just for the realistic aspect that you can get rabies from them and the creepy yeah, crawly Yeah, yeah the that, get the, the heebie-jeebies. Uh-huh. What, what so you, um, Kimberly, you said that you're almost done with episode three. Is, is there anything else that you have really been having fun with with the one shot? Let's see. I think I mentioned everything, but I really like how the storyline is going. I love how MP just like convinces you guys to kind of go into the cave. <laughs> I like the thoughts that everyone's going through, like, I can't trust this person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like how MP is like all twitchy and paranoid and shit. Like, <laughs> and I love how Bray goes like, I'm a big barbarian. I can do stuff. I laughed when Cleves was like, can we have the window closed on his belly? Like, you know, stuff like that. So things that you guys came up with on the fly were really funny. So, and, and I just loved, just loved being a part of it. I tried to stay to the script as much as I could, especially, um, but some of the things aren't gr- grammatically correct as far as like y'all and Gata and stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> and what's wrong be- with these words? Yeah. <laughs> it's not Southern drawl, y'all. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was i i try my best i still am learning but i tried to do what i could with what i got it was a little difficult when everyone's talking at once i tried to include everything i could like rewinding and trying to figure out what everyone said and trying to stay to the script as much as i could so i tried y'all and now you got me <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing job. And not an easy one as well. So it is very appreciated what you've done because it, yeah, it, it was not easy. <laughs> Thank you. Chanya, what about you? What was one of your favorite or some of your favorite parts? About oh, it? man. <laughs> There's so many fun moments. Um, you know, of course, um, T failing his very first role so badly. Um, But then the fact that him getting that affliction would end up basically nearly killing everybody in the one shot because of the poison damage. That is just so funny. And I thought it was genius of of you as the DM to continue to incorporate that. Um, There's some other parts, depending on, you know, how far people are along in the one shot where the, the farts, continue and they come back and they come back with a very bad vengeance for MP. (laughs) Um, Of course, I absolutely, you know, as much as it was, you know, it was frustrating um, just in terms of, you know, in the moment acting um, as our characters, the hide and seek was hilarious. I mean, I think both Cleese and I can uh, agree that that was absolutely hilarious, you know, just him being and Tony being so committed to the, um, to the idea of hide and seek to the point where he was convinced that he needed to go left. He's like, well, no, I'm going to go right because if they're telling me to go left, that's that's the last place I want to go. They'll find me there. So I'm going to go right <laughs> and hide from them even more. And it's just, you know, on the fly stuff like that, that was, you know, really, really funny. Oh, Chad, and I how about thought, when we, 
Chad, when we got stuck at that door, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were um he lets out uh, a massive fart, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, you literally get to the point where you're discombobulated, where you're basically dazed. So you can't you fail your your <laughs> prayer check oh, yeah. <laughs> so badly. And then I, I'm able to succeed and then we're able to continue on further into the Harris cave. Um, but I also enjoyed very much how very true to his rogue nature, MP always did his best to dick over both Frago <laughs> and Grog. I liked how you you know were like, I'm not going into this cave. I'm gonna convince a stupid person to go in first and it worked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm at the part where you're trying to convince Brago to go in. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure this will be for tea, but of course there's a, there's one word that um, will be synonymous for the rest of our one shots going forward. Could it be boomerang? It, it's boomerang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably the most iconic moment of the entire one shot. Yeah. 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 You were very, <laughs> you were very into that. <laughs> I, it was I wasted so many opportunities where I could have just done a lot of damage just to fuck around with a boomerang. And and I loved it because it was I mean it was just so funny. You got stuck true to your character. Well, yeah, you know, it fail at the very <laughs> end of the campaign where you try and take out all of the, the soul jars and you just completely just <laughs> flunder on that so pathetically. <laughs> Bad roll again. Yeah, it, yeah, that was a bad roll, and I've wrecked my boomerang right at the end. So, <laughs> so devastated. So devastated. And then, okay, I'm going to go over quick, quickly a couple of my favorite bits. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I love all the bits that everyone's already said. But uh, leading off of the weapon one with the boomerang, I like Chad's. Uh, I don't know if it was Chad or Cleves, but you were very much like, how many weapons do you have? Because when I put the boomerang, like, I put out my sling. It's like, what? Yeah. I think that was me because I was like, how many freaking weapons does this guy have? Yeah. And then literally 10 minutes later, I put out my war pick. Wait, he has a pick now? <laughs> Where's he getting these weapons? And then he has a war hammer. I'm like, what the fuck? I had daggers as well that I didn't use. And I also had dynamite for some reason in my bag. I don't know why, and I never used it, but it I had a stick of dynamite. Where, it was to the point where I'm like, I should have picked this class, because apparently it's amazing. <laughs> I had a lot of weapons. So that, uh, that stands out. And I think this one really, I, I'm a fan of pointless humour, like things happening just for no reason at all. And when MP gets drunk, when we leave the tavern, and, I share the yes. and even though the temple is next door, we yes. fuck around for two hours of game time, <laughs> walking around the town for no reason until oh, we get man. back to the tavern. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's next door. <laughs> <laughs> Look to your left, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> I even woke up there. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I forgot about that. You found the tavern, but you couldn't find the temple. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just like amazing in every way. I was just like, this is so pointless. <laughs> uh, it happens a lot. Hmm. What about and, uh, you, Cleves? 
Oh, I've got one more, one more okay, that I really okay. liked. Go it's ahead, just one ahead. word, and it is a boomerang. It's cuckoo kajuku. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I was just gonna. Uh. <laughs> I love the way I never got involved. It was literally you guys just keep saying that. I'm just gonna walk past. How did you come up with that, Rich? Is that something that you've used before? Um. In your life, yes. Uh, we've had a restaurant that's on a lake that has alligators in it. And I've always been quite the smart ass. And my little sister, who was like nine or ten, something like that, wanted to see the alligators. Well, I said, well, if you'll holler out cuckoo, kachuku over and over and over, they'll come up here. <laughs> she believed me. She began to yell it out. And lo and behold, six alligators popped up right there at us. Holy <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> yeah, me Magic. trying to be the smart ass, and it actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet for you, like, crap, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. And then for the longest fire. time, she was like, oh, my God, how did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's where the word came from. And, I mean... That was part of like a um, something I had read that the scene where y'all had to, you know, go through and do that. And I thought, you know, just make them keep saying cuckoo, cuckoo, because it's like the corniest and <laughs> most stupidest thing anybody could say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and y'all did it. <laughs> we, all, I think we pretty much all completely forgot all the stuff that was given to us at the beginning. Like, yeah, we, you did. We 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 forgot the scroll. We forgot the vials. I could have taken those any point after Grog's like fart poison to heal myself. <laughs> Didn't bother because I just forgot it was there. And then there was that whole scene with the royal guard. It's like shit. Let's just try the scroll. The scroll would have bypassed literally everything. Up yeah. There. It, <laughs> if you had used the scroll, it would have gotten you past every skeleton the guard, and you went straight to the final battle scene. But I do stuff like that because, lo and behold, like you said, players forget. Yeah. And also, it, I mean, there wouldn't have been as many memorable moments. Uh, we wouldn't have as many encounters. And, you know, like, it was almost kind of like a blessing in disguise that we forgot about it because we got more out of a one-shot than we would have otherwise. As far as you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think another like moment for me that I actually kind of enjoy um, when I rethink really about it is having to try and figure out how to get through the what's what's at the wall, um, because yeah. like literally we're the you door. know yeah yeah so like you know NPA and Braga are just standing there and you know you know Cleese and I are like well, what the hell do we need to get past this I just I kind of like moments like that because you really have to think okay what skills do we use here um how are we going to overcome this like what checks or you know like it really makes you think and i kind of like those moments because you know not a simple solution to continue progressing through the one shot do you have a guy dog rich rich you there totally gone yeah any pets of your own cleaves nah I mean, T lives at my house, so I've technically got his guide dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, I've got four. Two of them are about to be leaving, though, because my parents finally got a, 
kind of house. That's cool. Once it's all good, they can uh, they can move on out, and I can have a little bit more uh, peace and quiet when it comes to recording. Nice. But with the added bonus, uh, benefit and bonus of having my actual parents in the area now, um, so I don't have to worry about transportation. Because the, the the you know we my sister has had a lot of bad experiences with Uber lately. So uh, when my parents, my mom finally decided to move down, she was happy because like literally the day, like the week as they were going to be moving down, my sister got dropped off like uh, like 30 feet away from her work. And of course the Uber driver didn't speak a single thing of English. So my sister's, so my sister's trying to tell him like, this ain't, this is, this isn't my, my office. And he's just like, no bueno. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to get out. He's like, okay, see, bye. And then she literally had to FaceTime my dad. And then she, using FaceTime, walked herself to work. That's crazy. So that's why it's good that, you know, my uh, my parents live down in the area now. Yeah. Can y'all hear me good? Yeah. Bye, Uh, boys. Cleves was was trying to ask you if you have any pets, Rich. No, I used to, but. No, I have a roommate if that counts. <laughs> I, I, I'd say it does sometimes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, my mom and her husband have a dog that, you know, I take care of every once in a while. But I used to have them. But the older I got, it's the less responsibility that I want. Because, like, I go cruising a lot. So I'd have to find somebody to see it, you know, to watch it, to pay the boarding fee and, and all of that. and. You know, I'd have to pick and choose when I could go. So, yeah, without a pet, that's what sucks when you get your guide dogs retired. Yeah, because then they lose all of their rights. Mm -hmm. They do. Um, So, I mean, now I just without a pet, I can get up and go whenever I want to, and without a wife too or a girlfriend, I can get up and go when I want to, and not have to answer to anybody. That's the way to do it, man. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm blind. I ain't stupid. But back to Grog, you see no one in here, but yet see a dog barking. Um, <laughs> you, uh, the skeletons, there's more of them. Yeah, you hear cries of, of pain from jars that have black pulsating lights in them. Oh, Mitch, we'll do that again in a, a okay. second, mate, when uh, okay. the dog's not barking, because that's going to be uneditable. It's all cool. Okay, we're good. You mean when uh, the chair comes back? I'm sorry, I just, you know, I don't want to make your editing miserable. That's good. Um, where do you want me to start? <laughs> of course, the fucking Yorkie piece of shit, dog. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> so it's the outtakes? Uh, <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely outtakes. Shut up, you dumb dogs! Yeah, yeah, you did really well, Richard, with uh, no telling them what to roll the dice, like what category. And yeah. I'm not one of those people who want to overroll. You know, I think rolling has its place. If, and I may have told y'all this. If you can convince me of why you want to do this, then 
do it. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just the way I like to go with it. it. It's a lot simpler and it's a lot funner. Yeah. You know, like I, I've said, I'm, I'm not a rules Nazi. I'm not a rules lawyer. You know, it's, it's about having the fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you have just reminded me with all the shenanigans with the door. Um, when Grog got fireball powers, I don't believe I was successful in actually hitting anything with the fireball. Even in the final <laughs> battle where Palm laughed in my face after I hit him. And I went, okay, fireball, motherfucker. And even though I was right in front of him, I yes. missed. Like yes. a free, I rolled a free. It's like, you miss. It's like, how? How did I miss? Point blank range. Yeah, I don't think I hit anything or was successful with that fireball at any point. Uh, and, and that's where the roll of the dice come in. And, you know, both the player and the a DM has to improvise, you know, and I think we all did a great job of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'm not tooting my own horn because there's a lot better than me, but I love trying to play off of the players as well, yeah. you know, and I think we all did a, a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I've, you know, I've only played like maybe one, two, one shots before this. So, I, I'm nowhere, you know, experienced. And it was just great to see how both T and Please that you both just really latched on to just going with the roll of the dice, you know. If it was bad, you went with it. If it was good, you know, that too. Um, but you guys really took to it, you know, greatly. Uh, it, it was a very fun one shot. And like Rich said, I think we all played off of each other very well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was accessible. Like mm-hmm. if we bring it back to like the fact that we are all visually impaired, mm-hmm. it was accessible. And even when there were hiccups where for whatever reason technology wasn't working, mm-hmm. Richard, you were very quick to like, okay, I can roll that for you, that's fine. Yeah. Right. yeah. Which is, uh, there which you is, go. Mm-hmm. And like well, that's that's just accessibility that mm-hmm. it just keeps the flow of things going. Mm-hmm. And I, I had some issues on my side, but was it giving us the opportunity to figure things out? And there were a few occasions where you were like, okay, roll wisdom saves. I'll be back to you in a minute. So it gives mm-hmm. everyone time to be like, okay, where the hell is this? Let me work this right. out. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. then you can figure it out in advance. So it's not like, tell me now the number. And I think that's a lot right. of pressure, especially if you have a visual impairment. It takes mm-hmm. us longer to do things, to locate things, mm-hmm. to, to read the data. If we're using screen readers or... I was using a magnifier that's whacked up to like 800%. And it's like, oh, of <laughs> course. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. constitution save. Like, okay, I've taken an entire like window, like D&D Beyond, and I've compressed it into my screen, and it's like a sixteenth of what the, the actual screen is supposed to be. So it's going to mm-hmm. take me time. Mm-hmm. I was always grateful for the opportunity to be like, okay, cool. Like, you guys carry on. I'm going to have a look here. And, and then... It, <laughs> It's just little and, things like that that I think mm-hmm. really helped it like be accessible for everyone. And, and I, I really do appreciate that. that. That's come with, you know, with practice, with running games as much as I have, you know, um, because everybody moves at a different pace. You know, even with visual impairments, everybody moves at a mm-hmm. different pace. And I'm, I'm experienced enough using, you know, Discord and having – like 300 windows open 
that I can move fairly quickly, usually, you know, to wherever I need to go. And, you know, if somebody's like needing to roll something, then, you know, I can move to somebody else and let them have a little, you know, time to shine. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a big balancing act. And, you know, that's another one of them areas where I think that I struggle with. But, you know, according to everybody, I don't. But I think that's one of those things where, you know, you're always trying to seek to improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate because there was times, um, I'm pretty sure people definitely will, you know, get to it if they're not there yet. Where D&D Beyond, you know, it, it's great. It works great with voiceover. Um, but there were some times where, you know, maybe a button just didn't want to work. And I'm just like, all right, it's not rolling for me. And then Rich, you just like, I'll roll for you. And that's yeah. great because it takes a lot of pressure off of me. I'm not getting stressed trying to figure out my technology, why something's not working. You're just, I'll roll for you. Don't worry about it. And if it continues to not work, I'll do every roll for that particular check. And mm-hmm. it's just yeah. stuff like that where, again, accessible. Yeah. And that, that's what Dice says is all about, ultimately. Like, and this is why we started this collaboration, mm-hmm. is to spotlight the great work that's, you know, it, we chatted about this in the, the Seesaw Knights of the Braille um, collaborations about how like it's all changed. It's not a nerd culture thing anymore. It's, it's mm-hmm. more of a mainstream, and anyone mm-hmm. can give it a go, and that's why mm-hmm. we did it. And, of course, Kimberly... Uh, you you want to get involved in like, the next season, and that's great, and that's what we want to do. We want to show that this is accessible and interesting to everyone, mm-hmm. and just give it a go. And taking down those barriers like the accessibility issues, having the patience, rolling and like running a game with people who are like minded, so there's no like no one's gonna get frustrated. It's like oh sorry, um, my voiceover is is being a nightmare. It's like, okay, that's cool. One of us mm-hmm. can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want help yeah. designing a character? We can mm-hmm. help you with that. That's that's fine. And it was just opening it all up. And spreadsheets and character sheets are accessible too. Exactly. Yeah, we we have some of those on the Knights of Rail website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely something important to highlight. You know, with Knights of the Rail, of course, particularly well, you guys do such a great job with making it so easy to get started. Well, and, you know, it's like T's talking about, I mean, I would say that y'all's two podcasts, you know, focuses more like on on technology and, you know, stuff like that. Well, Nights of Real doesn't necessarily focus on that because it's not something that I'm up on a lot. I'm more Mm -hmm. up on, like, new TTRPGs and, and things along that nature. So I think that's why it's such a, you know, perfect collaboration or collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. is we're all working together, you know, to do it and, and not like shutting you out or at, at all, Kimberly, mm-hmm. you know, because you're bringing in your expertise with the, you know, transcription stuff, you know, and I think it is all works together. And, you know, that goes into a, a role-playing group is you've got to have a good group or you don't have anything. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I really enjoyed myself and, you know, being the newbie to the entire thing and like I, I'm interested in, in doing season two and we will be and it will come out next year. Yeah. I want to know what MP stands for um, other than Mary Poppins. Multiple personality. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Palin. I, 
Mini penis. It, it might, it might Magic come point. <laughs> might come up in a later campaign. Who knows? Okay. And a massive T, prick. <laughs> T, what is? Do you mean that in a bad way or a good way? So again, Kimberly. What is your deal with your ex, Sheila? Oh yeah. I forgot like, about that. The zombie comes out. You're like Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> I love how many times he, he like he he had an offhand comment about his wife or his yeah. ex-wife. I should say his ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe in a future one shot, you'll learn more about Grog because. Grog is a, was very one-dimensional in in this because, of course, we, we had a limited amount of time. Um, the Sheila thing was just a throwaway joke. Again, just going into that dry British comedy. So, like, so it's like, yeah, and then as soon as I said it once, I was like, anything that's dark and disturbing, I'm just going to refer to my ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's built into the, the law of Grog now, and... Yeah, we'll, we'll find out more about Grog because I think there's a lot more to all the characters in the one shot. And if they return, we'll learn more about them. But of course, we had limited time, five and a half mm-hmm. hours, three different characters. You can't learn too much without derailing the entire story. You have to keep things moving. Mm-hmm. So although on the, the surface, Grog was very one note, drink, drink, drinks, hit, hit, hit. Like, there's a lot more to that character. It's just one of those... Where like there's a lot more background. Like we all had established mm-hmm. storylines and backgrounds, um, and that will come out down the line. So season two, I don't know yeah. if Grog will be in it yet. Um, he might be, he might not be. He's um, on we'll a well, I hope that he is because y'all may meet Sheila. You know, you never <laughs> know. yeah. Not to say, I, I I do like the way we ended the one shot. Um, you know, basically with me asking, you know, if it's possible, let us, you know, have another journey together. So it's like, you know, we already had left the door open to have MP, Grog and Brago meet again if we want that to happen in another one shot. Yeah. Yeah. And Grog got the cup of eternal drink. Yeah. I got the soul yeah. of my mom. <laughs> um. yeah. You guys need a woman in there. Too much testosterone. Yes, yeah, true. I mean, yeah, too we much got testosterone just <laughs> with Grog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> no, but it was amazing. I'm just conscious of time for for this uh, this special edition one. But any final thoughts? I mean, are we going to tease season two now, or or what? What do we think? Oh, it's coming. Uh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's definitely coming, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to thank y'all for being being an awesome group, you know, and, you know, having some intuition, some ingenuity, some creativity, you know, it makes it fun for me. Uh, like, I think, you know, all of my groups, thank y'all for letting me run it, being a part of it. I appreciate it, you know, and, uh, yeah, really looking forward to season two where, you know, if Grog does return, you might meet. Sheila, you know, <laughs> queen, queen of the Amazons or something, you know. That is not me. I'm just saying, do not make me be Sheila. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll have your own character. Sheila would be, could be the big bad. You never know. Oh, uh, oh wow. Oh, 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 oh. Plot, plot twist. Sheila is also Brago's mom. 
<laughs> well, we're getting deep now. We're getting deep. Uh, but you know, we do have the uh, the Christmas one coming up, which yeah, it's going to be quite a bit lighter, um, you know, than than the one we was in. But really looking forward to it, and you know, I'm going to create. You know, depending on how many people we have that's going to play, I'm going to create that many characters, and y'all are going to open them up and see which one you get. Oh, no presents. I look no forward presents. to that Christmas present then. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You might yeah. be, you might be Sheila. <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, season two will be coming next year. Uh, Christmas one shot will have before Christmas outside of uh, the regular shows that we all do. So lots of exciting things to come. But I yeah. think for today, this is goodbye from the Seesaw Boys for season one. Well, um, thank you guys so much for an amazing uh, one shot. I was really happy with season one. I'm looking forward to the Christmas one shot. Whatever happens with Rudolph and Santa, I guess it's up to us to save the day. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see what happens with season two. The hindsight, uh, Dungeon Baby says thank you to everybody for enjoying the one shot. And hopefully, if you like that, you'll come back for more. You know, uh, maybe in season two, you'll see the dungeon dictator. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> sure yet. Uh, but uh, taker, yeah, thank taker. you. <laughs> oh, could be <laughs> one of them. Uh, but <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun for me. And uh, as far as you out there who play the role-playing games, may the roles ever be in your favor. Amazing. And to finish it off, Thank you very much, Kimberly, for all the transcriptions. We look forward to you being in the future shows. But of course, yeah, we, we, we still, if you'd like to say goodbye to everyone and plug your humble wares as the transcripting ace that you are. Why, thank you. Um, from behind the scenes, this is Kimberly from This Is What Blind Looks Like. You can find us on any podcast. <laughs> And uh, I really that's my sister's guide dog. <laughs> Man, why do you have so many good so many? He dogs? wants to be a part of the credits too. <laughs> <laughs> um Ava, you said do it again. Up, oh it worked. Okay. Um no, no, <laughs> quiet on the sets. And we're rolling. From behind the scenes, this is Kimberly from This Is What Blind Looks Like. You can find us on any platform. And I enjoyed listening to the show. Thank you very much. I was expecting a dog to come in halfway there again. No. <laughs> and uh, I think for everybody, we look forward to having you be a part of the next season. Yes. Definitely. I can't wait. Absolutely. Well... Dice heads. Hope to see you all later. Roll out! Thank you for listening to Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. Music used during the one-shot Dungeon Daddy's Disciples provided by Michael Gelfie of Michael Gelfie Studios. Transcription was provided by Kimberly Kaiser. Links are in the show notes. 
You can find the Hindsight Disciples over on Twitter at 2200Hindsight and on Anchor. You can find your Seesaw Disciples on Twitter at SeesawPod or find them at www.seesawpodcast.com. And you can find their dungeon net, Richard, at Braille Knights on Twitter and www.knightsofbraille.com. Be sure to check out Everyone Games at www.everyone-games.com because everybody deserves to get. Come back this December for our festive Diceheads Winter Special. The DD and his disciples will see you there. Well, that is it. That is everything we have for you from Diceheads and the Dungeon Daddy's Disciples. I can't believe I even milked the rap party episodes for two. However, we will be back in December for a Christmas special, as that outro alluded to. So, from everyone at Seesaw Podcast, Hindsight is 20 slash 200, Knights of the Braille, Everybody Games, and This Is What Blind Looks Like, thank you for listening. And if you want to be a part of Dice Heads, whether you have your own content, your own one-shots that you want to post on there, whether you want to be a part of ours, or maybe you've just got comments or feedback, Please, please get in touch with us on the links coming up. Until then, from everyone at Diceheads, keep rolling. Thank you for listening to this Diceheads production. At Diceheads, we're constantly on the lookout for new content creators from the world of tabletop gaming. So if you want to work with the Diceheads team, or even have your own content that you'd like Diceheads to host, then simply drop us a message. You can find us on Twitter at the Diceheads, by email at thediceheads at gmail.com, or on our website, thediceheads.com. All comments and feedback are greatly appreciated. And so until next time, keep rolling. <laughs>